You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday with Wayne McCurry, Portfolio Manager at F&B Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Yesterday, Wayne, all your predictions, which have been starting to come true, came true with the US inflation rate, the CPI inflation rate, consumer price inflation at 3.2% year on year, which is terrific. And I think today the wholesale price has fell by half a percent. So we've got PPI coming down as well. And also we've got little things like... I mean, I saw today China pumping $200 billion into the system Mm. through a one-year facility, and that's the highest amount of money going into the system since late 2016. So it all seems pretty good to me. It does, actually, yes. And, of course, on the inflation number, the most important was the month-on-month increase was zero. Yes. So when you take the last six months, months-on-month increase which included one quite big one on the much higher oil price, and you annualize that, you get to about 3%. Now, 3% is still above the 2% target, but it gives you an idea of where inflation is going. It's going down towards that 2%. So hopefully we are now over the threat of higher interest rates, and that's certainly how the market reacted yesterday, as we all well know. It was extremely good. The RAND was strong. It's continued today, if not so much in mining shares today. Yesterday was all mining shares and all platinum shares because they were up 4%. So hopefully we are now, we've now crossed that bridge. Hopefully we have crossed that bridge. I hope so, Wayne. I hope that was a signal that the the low has been put in place. It's not going to run away in a V-shaped formation. It might come back a little bit. But if the low has been put in place, then everything you've been uh, building over the last six to nine months, ever since you started having a nibble at uh, platinum stocks, is going to come to fruition, as you always predicted it would. Today, we've got another big day as well. I mean, the All Share and the All Share Top 40, both well over 2% higher, and also the resources up 1.4%. Financials nearly 3%. to the Every single sector is having a bonanza in the last two days. Yes. And I mean, as we spoke about last week or whenever, the SA share market is truly cheap. Um, it, it's, it's of the cheapest I've ever seen it. Obviously, the ones leading that are the mining shares. But the good old-fashioned South African shares are cheap. They're retailers, most of them. ShopRite might be a bit expensive, but the retailers, most of them, and we can talk about the retailers now now. Yes. Uh, the banking shares in particular are, 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 are still quite cheap. And they've had a good rally over the last few days. I mean, my own company's share, you know, is going back to 70 Rand, where it's literally okay, it's 60, 66 or 67 now. But literally a couple of weeks ago, it was almost 60 Rand. Hmm. You know, so it's been a nice recovery. And of course, everything's actually shown in the Rand itself. I mean, to come from 1870 and go down to 1820 literally in two days, that's a big move. It's all dollar weakness. I get that. I get that. But nevertheless, it's it's a big move. And it just shows you this might be the inflection point. We might have passed the inflection point now on this scare about higher interest rates. Um, next week in South Africa, I think there's no ways that our Reserve Bank increases rates next week. That's just not happening. No, it's not going to. It's been another flatliner. Uh, the South African 10-year bond yield has also been impressive. It was 10.16 at one point today, currently 10.20. wasn't that long ago. It was above 11. I think it must have rallied from a high yield to where we are now by at least 100 basis points in two months, which yeah. is a big, big move. 
And that sort of... And it's still cheap at this price. Yeah, I think so too. I think it must go down to uh, the 950 level first stop, don't you think? Yeah, but in fact, US bonds might be even cheaper because, you know, they're not staying at the... They've they've come off the 5, the 10 years come off the 5%. But they're not staying at 4.5 or 4.2 or 4.3. If inflation is truly going down to the desired level, you know, they'll rally to 3, 3.5%. And that's a big capital gain still. So, you know, maybe that's a, actually a good investment. Yeah, you can see it going down there. As, as you say, 50 basis points is still a decent move to the downside uh, for the yield. But it does, it, yes. it does look as though it can do another 50 to 100 basis points should the inflation yeah. rate continue because, to fall nicely yeah. as it is at the moment. I mean, I mean, obviously, South Africa didn't nearly have as much of an inflation scare as other as as the US in particular, but the UK, Europe as well. I mean, they hadn't seen inflation like that for thirty years. So our inflation went up, obviously, and it went above the band. But it, now it's well back. It's it's in. It's within the band. And uh, we can also talk a bit about that. You know, although we got the three to six percent range, effectively the Reserve Bank's target is four percent. It's not below six. It's actually below four. That's their true. That's their true target for inflation. Mm. And when you consider what caused inflation in South Africa, it was the administered prices like your rates, your taxes, your water, your medical aid, your school fees, your ESCOM, all of those things. That's not going to, that that inflation is not going to fall. But all the rest of it was imported prices at the RAND exchange rate. So that was oil and food, but everything else as well. and if the RAND continues to strengthen, which I think over the next two or three years it will, there's no inherent demand inflation in the system here in South Africa at all. So as long as the RAND continues to strengthen or stay, stay stable, you know, our inflation rate will come down below 4% quite quickly. And then you will start hearing noises about interest rate cuts, and they are coming, and they're coming worldwide as well. And uh, I know all you year nowadays... Well, maybe not the last two days, but all you hear nowadays is higher for longer. And I've heard that every single time. Because when interest rates do peak, there's still, well, there's not bad news around, but there's still high inflation normally around in the system. And everyone says, no, no, we won't increase anymore because we think we've done enough, but it'll stay higher for longer. I don't think so. I, 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 I think the economy will slow down quite dramatically because, I mean, we've spoken about this many times. If you're a mortgage bondholder in the UK or in the USA, you've got a fixed mortgage bond, and you fix that at 2%, let's say. Now, when that comes up for renewal, and these things are never more than five years, so one-fifth renews every year, when that comes up for renewal, that rate's going to 5%, if not more. So if you were paying, also we can use a number, if you were paying $3,000 a month on your bond, hey, your next installment's $9,000. And now obviously they can mitigate that by extending the duration of the, of the bond, yes. but still it's going to at least double. And that takes a hell of a lot of consuming power out of the system because people have got debt. In America, we're still relatively lucky in South Africa. We're not overgeared yet. The, the next true challenge 
for the system will be government debt. We're going to start over the next year or two hearing lots and lots of stories about government debt and downgrading of the credit rating of governments. We're going to this is going to be a very, very long term problem that we sit with and maybe that's the next true crisis. Because to answer that problem, governments have got to tax more and spend less because they had the most wonderful 10 years they've ever had, I think, well, certainly in my lifetime, of being able to borrow and spend at effectively zero cost. Right. You got at, at zero cost. So you could just borrow and spend. I mean, look at the amount of money the U.S. government stuck into the economy through COVID. Now, you had to do something, but you wouldn't have done nearly as much if you were paying 5% interest rates or maybe 3.5% interest rates versus paying 0.6% interest rates. So governments had a bonanza. You know, the, the, the good times just went on and everyone thought they'd carry on forever, but they're going to pay the price. These debt levels are high, very high uh, globally. And in fact, we know our debt levels are higher but in comparison, our debt levels of our government debt is actually not that high. I mean, the, the Japan, now I don't know the exact number. Oh, it's outrageous. De- remember, debt to GDP. 200%. Yes, exactly. Isn't it 200? Yes, at least 200. Yeah. Uh, so uh, 200% debt to GDP at 0.2% interest rate is nothing. It's essentially you just repay the capital. Mm. But their long bond rates now, I also don't know the number exactly, but I think it's 2.6 or 2.7. When that comes up for refinancing, it is going to burn. Eh? Hmm. It is truly going to burn. So the next crisis that we're facing here is a government sovereign rating, a government rating crisis. Now, we're already junk status, and I know we're having a problems this year with our, with our uh, government finances, but we're having a cyclical problem. We're not having a structural problem. We're having a cyclical pro- problem because tax revenues are down 50 billion, which is exactly what the mining profits are down because we're in the bottom of a commodity cycle. Now, if my predictions of the future are right, we'll go into an upswing in of a commodity cycle over the next two or three years, and that'll rectify the revenue side of the of the business, it's never going back to where it was two years ago. Well, not never is a very long time, but it's not going back to where it was two years ago because that was absolute bonanza. Uh, profits for mining companies. I mean, they've never had such strong cash flows and such strong balance sheets and so much money. I mean, they were literally swimming in money. So we're not going back to those glory days, but we could have a very good upcycle, which will sort out a lot of our government's. Uh, uh, revenue shortfall issues. Servicing the debt, of course, will become easier as well as international borrowing rates come down and they can reschedule some debt at lower rates or something. Yes. They'll come up with some sort of fancy financial engineering in order to help us. It, anyway, it's all good news. Wayne, you said you wanted to talk about retailers. You mentioned retailers, so yeah. you've got to be in your bonnet about that, I can tell. What do you want to say? Yeah. Well, it's specifically related around, I suppose, let's call it the overall South African market. Now, as I mentioned earlier on, and it's only a reflection on the share price. ShopRite might be a little bit expensive, but the overwhelming majority of the other retailers, even Woolworths today after the fall, it's clearly cheap. But the point I wanted there, these shares are cheap. You know, Mr. Price, I'm talking the apparel, all, all the retailers, not just the, not just the grocery guys. Um, 
they truly are good long-term value. But when you look specifically at Woolworths results today, and of course pick and pay's catastrophe that we had a couple of weeks ago, ShopRite is just cleaning up. Mm. They are just knocking the socks off everyone. I mean, Woolworths in their results today. Okay, Woolworths is a food went backwards on volume by two or three percent. The non-food side, which they've always been, they've been trying to get the non-food side right for years now. I mean, that was not good. And their uh, country road in Australia and New Zealand was quite frankly a bit of a catastrophe there. But talking specifically about the South African operations, you know, they were very happy with their 40 or 50% increase in their Woolworths dash. And they now got 5% of their turnover via Woolworths dash. Now, I can't remember what Checkers' number is, but it's, 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 it's higher than that. It might even be around 15%. And they had an 83 or 84% increase in their Checkers 60-60. I mean, that's astonishing. So it's Checkers, maybe it's, as I said, for a few times now, Checkers might be a little bit expensive. ShopRite might be a little bit expensive. But maybe it's justifiable because they are showing everyone else how it's done. And you don't catch up in a few months, eh? It takes you a lot of time and a lot of money to actually catch up to someone, to a, to a, to a company that's been so incredibly successful in this retail side. I think it was Sean Summers when he became CEO again after a long break and at a fairly advanced age as well. Sorry, Sean. But he said it's going to take two years, two years to turn Ooh, pick uh, and pay around. It could be longer than that, though. Ooh, I think he's being massively optimistic now maybe maybe he needs cash eh? to turn pick and pay around you need a dollop of money there you just need cash you need a good couple of billion to invest in the software to invest in rejigging and re and, and facelifting your stores and invest in the distribution and the systems he needs a good couple of billion to put into that and i don't think well the previous management of of, of uh, pick and pay, I think they were just told generate cash so we can get dividends. That was it. Okay. There was no reinvestment of that money into the into the company, and that's one of the classic reasons why you got problems now. So you're going to get very poor dividend return out of pick and pay for a while, if not a, if not them having to do a rights issue. God, that would be something, wouldn't it? A pick and pay yeah. rights issue. I can't remember that ever happening before in my lifetime. Anyway, yeah. Wayne, just give us a just give us a pick. Then, are you picking groceries or clothing or the hybrids? I.e., a Woolworths is a hybrid grocery and and a clothing. Or are you going furniture? Oh, what's uh, what's your favourite? Look, they. It's hard to actually pick one because they're all more or less in the same sort of valuation range per the valuation technique that we look at. But just to give you an idea. And of course, it's subject to all of the assumptions that we've made in producing uh, this this ranking table. We've got a ranking table where we look at, I don't know, of 60 shares, 70 shares. Obviously, that 60 or 70 shares is probably 90% of the market cap of the JSE. And we do it on quite a, well, I don't know, quite a sophisticated basis, I would think. You know, we look at the companies, we give them a, 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 a risk rating of the risk on of the forecasting of the shares, and then we forecast the shares 
earnings per share and we take an estimate of the PE and blah, blah, blah. But we end up with a net present value. Yeah. So we start with the risk, the risk-free rate of 10%, which is the bond rate, and then we add on anything between 3 and 7%, depending on the essentially the variability of earnings of the companies. And we put this all in a pot and we stir it. And up until last week, at the end of last week, Thursday last week, this system showed us a potential return in nominal terms of 40% over the next two years for our market. That's pretty and good. the mining shares dominate that. The mining shares dominate that 40%. But even the South African shares were, and the banks were, 25, 20, 25, 30% potential return on the market. Now, obviously, that's fallen by, 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 by 5% because we've got that in two days. You know, So when I do it, I do it, I do it every Thursday. Now, tomorrow it will show less of a potential return, but nevertheless still a very, very high potential return. So the South African side of the share market actually looks quite good. And of course, what also helped today is NASPAS and Process went up on the back of the Chinese money you spoke about. Yes. And also the 10 cent results, I think they also came out yesterday or the day before. They weren't bad, you know, so maybe there's some uh, recovery there. And of course, the discount in NASPAS and Process has narrowed quite materially because eh? been those, those shares have performed quite well over the last while. They have, yeah. Outstanding performances today. Okay, Wayne, we've been gushing about the markets. Of course, we know it doesn't last, but uh, the point is it's not going to come back and test the old lows. That's that's my considered opinion. So. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think it's going back to test the sixty to 70,000s. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. Okay, this is what we've and got to do now. the mining shares. Mm. We, we've got to make a big decision here. We don't have to make it today. We can make it over the next few weeks, but I want to give you the scenario. Okay, let's say that you're a meat eater and Christmas is coming. You've got to start planning soon because you've got to start ordering things and everything. I mean, it says this, it's November the 15th, for goodness sake. It's only eight weeks till Christmas. Eight, eight and a half, yeah. I don't know. So the normal Sunday roast would be chicken, beef, lamb or pork, right? Okay. Yes. Now they're contenders, but they're a bit boring because you have them all the time. Then you've got the specialist for Christmas, which is traditionally turkey, goose or duck. Okay. Yeah. A duck coming in a, a, a distant third. Then, of course, you've got yes. the, the game option. I know you're not a game fan, but some people are. You've no, got game birds. Game no, you've got game birds like pheasant, quail, guinea fowl. Or you've got uh, the meat, you know, venison. You might uh, get a, I don't know, a, a warthog, um, a, a leg of warthog or something like that, which is, I find delicious, but you don't. Or, of course, you do the South African thing, which is becoming more and more fashionable, and that's having uh, fish or prawns or, or both on, on the barbecue on a beautiful, warm day, especially if you're lucky enough to holiday at the coast. So wh where are you leaning now? Because you said that you and the world's greatest rugby fan are probably going to lock yourself in and stay at home. What will you be yeah. serving, Wayne? Now, look, that's a good question because I don't know whether you can still get them, but you once got that thing called a tour Duncan. Oh, yes, the birds duck. stuffed inside each and, other. Yeah, and, and that, if you did it nicely, slow cook, on your Weber with the with the with the with the dome on the Weber was actually very nice, but we'll probably have the rack of lamb uh -huh. and and more than likely in in the Weber, but then we will always have some gammon, 
always. I, I, I absolutely love gammon. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, I should have put down gammon, which is beautiful. Mm. And it's, you cook it with studded, studded have, with cloves yeah. and things. You boil it up. With oh, it's marvellous. And, and then yeah. you, have, you, have, you have a nice little jam with it. What, what jam do you have again? Um, I think I should know whether um, it's, it's cranberry, cranberry is it? I think yes, it is. Cranberry jelly, yeah. yeah. It's cranberry jelly. You have that. And then the world's greatest always does rice with lovely gravy. And then we'll have we'll have uh, some carrots and some peas and some cauliflower with cheese sauce. Yes. So very, very traditional. Very good. So at the moment, uh, lamb is uh, ahead by mm. uh, half a furlong, head of the field. Yeah, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, of course you're going to change your mind. I know you will. Or add something to it. But anyway, Wayne, thank you very much for your time as always. That's Wayne McCurry, Portfolio Manager at FNB Wealth and Investment. And that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.